I love it. Because but she did YOLO year ever. I love it. Yeah, Ooh. no, that makes sense. Wait, isn't that what YOLO stands for? Year of lives. You wait, no. Only you only live, live once year ever. Once. Oh, okay. Oh my goodness. This is Michelle. <laughs> That's Elizabeth. I'm Matt, and this is Wedding and Event Insider. Insider. What does it mean for the wedding and event industry? I don't care what situation you're in, you can do something simple. I gotta say, I actually still love weddings. Welcome back to Wedding and Event Insider to all those podcast lovers that love wedding and events and that know of us, those uh, that are just tuning in for the first time. Welcome. We're excited that you get to learn all kinds of fun stuff. We're also joined here by our co-producers, Paul Cram and Michael Sherry Jr. here at the Sherry Brothers Studio, powered by Complete Wedding and Events. So we've got an awesome topic today. That topic happens as soon as this screen pops back on. <laughs> yes, it does. It is hard memorizing. <laughs> hey, we've I can't been memorizing everything a lot of that's going on, but we are about. excited for uh, uh, this this. Uh, this topic, it's making a big impact in our industry. And uh, no, it's not what you're thinking. It is not more pandemic related topics. Um, however, um, not that that is not the topic, that this topic is very important in the wake of the pandemic, I think. So a lot of things are happening um, as far as pricing and uh, costs for wedding and events. And that is a huge layer that's adding on to these events. So we wanna offer some advice, uh, talk today a little bit about uh, strategically how to avoid certain costs and increases while sharing some ways that you can also save a little bit more money. So um, we should set the stage a little here uh, with what we are seeing in current events and how they may be impacting the wedding industry and the budget bottom line. Elizabeth, what do you think? Well, I think it's something that people are experiencing every day when they drive down the street and they see the gas prices and they you know, go to their grocery store and look at their bill and it's X amount of dollars more than they normally spend. But in the event industry, it's no different. We're seeing these types of increases for catering and labor. And I know I'll let you guys kind of speak more to the labor side, but for the catering side, I've heard a number of 20 to 33% increases on food costs across the board. And it's a clause. In, That's insane. It is insane. It's a closet of contract that I used to have. And I always looked at being like, I hope I never have to activate this clause because what an uncomfortable conversation this would be with clients. Because the clause is something like, oh, 60 days before your wedding, we have the right to increase food costs based on yeah. what market is doing, blah, blah, blah. And never had to. So over 10 years of experience, never had to activate that clause. And guess what? It is happening for everyone right now. They are being activated and they have up until a certain day to do it. Or if your contract doesn't say a day, they could do it an hour before your wedding. Hey, we have a bit so. of a perfect storm that is brewing currently. I mean, there's a lot of things going on in the economy that we can't really avoid as far as some price oh. increases. I mean, we have labor shortages. We have supply chain issues. We have fuel issues that are going on. We have a giant addition into the money supply that mm -hmm. is creating inflation. I mean, so, I mean, there's... I mean, if you're a farmer, if, if you are making a product, if you're making a soundboard, if you're cutting flowers or you're growing flowers, all of that is increased 30%. And the cost gets passed down to the client, unfortunately. And there's no winners in this, but the loser is the clients because they're the ones who have to bear a lot of this financial burden. Yeah. But there are options. There you are can options. find value <laughs> where value is important. Yeah, it's not all dire. No, That's it's true. not. But I think it's interesting... Um, 
to see that the media is actually interested in, and, and Elizabeth, they've actually been looking at you as one of a resource here, here in the Twin Cities. I know it was even the Star Tribune and even the Jason mm. Show. Because I think people leave money on the table when they don't need to. Absolutely. Hey, I researched your wedding, yeah. actually. Oh, did you? Oh, okay. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Oh, yeah. I got Can you share some of that? How was it? Was yeah. it fun? And tell us what you got to do. Well, there is definitely, I'm going to just give a nod to Paul here. There's a PR expert that got me in the right places at the right time yes, to have yes. these conversations. But um, these conversations did need to be had, and our industry has been put under a microscope. And, and truthfully, I think vendors have been victimized a little bit to look like the villain, and they're not the villain. It is truly a burden that they're getting. So I do want to mention that that vendors are here to work with you they are a resource with you so you know on my interviews with um, the Star Tribune and Jason show I did tee up a little bit of that but I would have loved to elaborate saying let's all work together to come to a, a conclusion to how we can help you I think vendors want that oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. but there's creative ways to make your wedding happen and still have your vision and and one of the ones I was sharing with Jason and I, I think a lot of you might already know this but if you're in the beginning stages of the planning and you're just about to go look out at venues and think about wedding dates think about it if you are a uh, looking for a Saturday in the summer be ready to spend a couple more thousand dollars than you would if you're looking at a Sunday in the summer or heck, I'll even say a Saturday in the winter. So thousands of dollars could be saved right there. In your our venue e choice. In well, your venue well. choice alone. You could mm -hmm. easily spend seven to $10,000 just to rent your venue. And then you have to start over with maybe chair rentals. You have to start over with catering. Yeah. You know, I mean, there are other options there. There are amazing hotel facilities and convention facilities in the Twin Cities mm -hmm. where they just have a $6,000 food and beverage minimum and no rental whatsoever. Right. You know, knowing well, what your options are. Yeah. And something that I thought was really interesting as we were preparing for the Jason show was, um, you know, we were looking around at some of the local celebrities and things like that and where they got married you as a as a as a couple you could get married in these really extravagant beautiful locations wasn't it the landmark center where cisco yeah, yeah. so the, cisco's wedding was here before the pandemic it was 2018 or so, 2017 or something yeah. like that but yeah the landmark center i've hosted weddings at nicollet island pavilion and, uh even the guthrie had some uh Gosh, where else am I blanking? There are many where celebrities have gotten married, um, local celebrities, even, you know, other ones. But yeah, you can have those venues <laughs> if you want to just be strategic about it. Do you have to go all out like they probably did? <laughs> Not necessarily. But sometimes those venues that maybe have a higher rental, there's a reason why. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it's because they come as a package. They already have a setting. Maybe they come with the Shivari chairs that you would have rented for $10 a piece. Right. Maybe they already have a decor collection uh, that you can access and tap into where other venues don't. So I think when you compare apples to apples just on rental, you can't. Um, and so I really advise you to look at other columns in your Excel spreadsheet to be like, all right, let's really balance this out. But there are ways just to save on day alone and time of year. And if you're open to that, I think that that's huge. And, you know, going along this line, too, is talking a little bit more about your guest list. Yes, you could cut your list dramatically. And of course, that's going to save you money. Uh, but think about the venues that hold up to 400 500 people there's not many and they're going to charge you because they're they know that there's not that many out there mm -hmm. not that you're going to have a four or 500 person wedding but if you could have one of those great mini weddings the amount of venues that you can access it's 
endless. So you really can be strategic in choosing a location and help with price. Hey, you can that. rent out one of just one of the awesome restaurants in Absolutely. the downtown's areas. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah. Are you still seeing a lot of that of like larger weddings of 400? I feel like after the last crash I, of no. the, the housing market, like uh, we just, I mean, it, I, I the, think, that was a big thing. The, the barn, the 300. Yeah. Wedding I think the average of 250 has gone down to about one, 110 and a larger yeah. wedding now is 150 to 170. And we do have, Mm-hmm. events that are larger than that and much larger than that you know mm-hmm. especially uh, a lot of this outside the 494 694 loop when we've got a lot of uh, barn and farm venues and stuff like that where they could have a large capacity yeah you know you are seeing those but i'd say the average is probably about 100 to 120 yeah any good trend that came out of the pandemic it might be that yes yeah. which is a thousands of events. dollars yeah. right. right. Yeah. Well, actually, uh, let's tee up. Uh, We'll take care of this in just a second. But we have a message from our sponsor, and uh, we'll let you listen to that because it's amazing. Complete Weddings made the process super easy. Uh, We were able to get online whenever and make payments. And since I had everything booked all at once and had a package deal, I put a deposit down and didn't have to worry about it for months. We had a very smooth day because we had all of our photography, videography, DJ, photo booth, everything was all from the same company. And knowing that we didn't have to worry about everything that Complete provided, because we had complete confidence that they would come through in everything, was, it was great and it really improved our wedding day. Money, saving cash, saving <laughs> green, and doing things better, and finding value in the services and products that you get for your event. Mm-hmm. Um, some suggestions, I guess. Well, and we should probably say too, you're going to spend money, right? You, I mean, yeah. Uh, yes, Michael and, you, and I were able to save a bunch of money in our wedding for a different couple of reasons, but we still spent money. Uh, so you have to know that you're going to spend some money if you want to have a somewhat traditional looking, feeling wedding with a hundred guests. You can't mm-hmm. take a hundred people to McDonald's and make that a cheap <laughs> ticket. So can't back up one point. How mad are you if you got married 15 years ago and had to invite 300 guests? You, <laughs> you, you know, like oh, it costs like, the same as it bring, does today. Yeah, <laughs> for yeah, 110. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that was in my head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh goodness. But it, there's ways to do it strategically. And so something I'd love to hear from both of you is, um, you guys actually come from I'll call it different sides of the fence, of saving money. Whereas Michelle, you are, are a sole entrepreneur and you are the photographer, the photographer that people hire. Whereas Matt, if somebody were looking for a photography s- service through your company, you don't know if necessarily provide them with a photographer right away. So it's a contracting service. So I guess there's differences and there's ways to save, but what do you think? I mean, this not to get controversial between you two, <laughs> heaven forbid, but to maybe even say <laughs> what people should look for depending on who they are as an individual and what service would be good for them to go through. So Michelle, do you want to maybe start this off? Oh, uh, <clears throat> yes. I mean, sometimes too, with when you go with a solo um, entrepreneur, 
that does, means that she doesn't have, I don't have a team. I don't have, I'm not, you know, um, relying on other people. I am going to be the photographer that is going to service the day is a little bit different than Matt's company where he's got, you know, a whole team of photographers, you know, to service, um, service the day. But when a solo entrepreneur, um, there's just, there's time expertise, um, personal service that you're going to get. Um, I will be there to service, you know, that, that person's going to be there to service your day. Um, they can also customize the wedding in different ways to this and talk about what's your priority and and know what that is and spend the focus time specifically on that and cater to what you what you need I mean as far as a cost-saving tip I would probably say with um, my type of services is like the six-hour package versus the eight-hour package and what we can put into that time frame um, being that first look all the way to the first special dances but having that conversation and really knowing exactly what those priorities are what you want for the pictures is it going to be the pictures you hang up on the wall or are you wanting more of the um, just the documentary of the day and what's happening in the day. So there's just a very custom palette that you can do. Um, but I'm going to turn it over to Matt too, because your, your services are great too. There's all kinds of clients for all kinds of services. And we have found that we can fit. Um, yeah, there's enough room in the sandbox. Yeah. 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 And I think yeah. it, it depends on, you know, what your values are, what kind of budget that you have. There are trade-offs, you know, as far as going from, you know, on single, um, operator entrepreneurs and companies like myself that can scale. There's a supply and demand issue, yep. you know, um, because I, you know, you can choose from 15 photographers, you know, my price is going to be probably about a third less than it's going to be for Michelle. Uh, both of them are going to be really great photographers, but some of the trade-offs are, as you know, Michelle, you know, Michelle, Michelle can go to dinner with you. Michelle, you can call all the time. You're booking uh, Michelle. You're booking Michelle. <laughs> yes, you know, I mean, yes. with us, you're booking complete weddings and events. Mm -hmm. You're booking, you know, a company that myself and my brother Mike own. And, and we care. We care deeply. But we're your contact. And we're the ones that are going to help you out through a lot of that process. And you're going to work with that photographer personally. Uh, but not until closer to the event. You know, mm -hmm. and that's there's a reason for those cost savings. And um, well, one of the other drawbacks, not say drawbacks, but uh, kind of give and takes you have right, to think about right. is, you know, if if you're going with a company that is scaling, mm -hmm. how well do they scale? Right. I mean, because mm -hmm. not every not every entrepreneur is the same. Not mm -hmm. every scalable business is the same, you know, in the industry. Um, so more money, you, more problems. Yeah. So you well, you you want to make sure that you are meeting with those companies. You're looking at their reputation. You're getting a feel for the ethics of that company um, and how well they produce. Can they scale and produce really well? Or what do you are you mean running when you a say risk? scale? Like, like pretend I know nothing. Yeah, that's a buzzword. So I apologize. I, what I, what I mean to everybody listening is by scaling means that I can do multiple events in an evening, right? Uh -huh. So I, I can do, I can do, you know, maybe five or 15 DJ mm -hmm. events rather than one. I can do 10 or 12 photography events rather than one uh, because we have a team, we have mm -hmm. our backups. We, you know, we can, we can put very specific packages together for clients. So you can save a lot of money by doing that. You just need to make sure that you're going through a good company. Obviously I'm biased and think we have a great company right. but yeah. but you know and there's other good companies well, out and there. that's a key term actually i'll say is that mm -hmm. keep that in mind for not just the vendors or the services that you guys provide but venues are that way venues sometimes can do multiple weddings in one day yep. caterers especially can do that yes. some of them are just 
oh, small enough cater where they focus on one per day. So really think about that. Even ask that question, because I think that that's interesting to know. Will there be other weddings happening in the venue that day? Um, hotel, I will say hotels are usually more likely to do this than others if they have the size and space. So. Space. Well, I, one yeah. real quick mm-hmm. thing, Matt, about what you were saying is very interesting. Um, when you're looking at a company that's a multi-service operator and researching that company, looking at their reputation, uh, figuring out what their culture is behind the team that they're going to assemble for you, essentially. That's what we call it as, as a team. Because when you're researching Michelle, you're meeting with Michelle, you know you're going to be booking Michelle. So that, that kind of culture, you know what the culture is because you're booking Michelle. You know, the underlying culture behind a company that has multiple systems systems and is doing multiple events, it's not always as easy to see that. And if you have something that doesn't have a good culture, it's harder to execute, though. That's where you run into to issues. It's harder to see that when you're a multi-service yeah. operator versus when I just, I know Michelle. You can see Michelle's passion. Well, yeah, and exactly. so the, I, to take this to a different level here, we were talking a little bit before the show, and I love this, is that sometimes you, you get what you pay for. So right. let's start that's there. Yep, that's so true. if you find somebody who just started their wedding business that summer, now, it's not to say that they're not probably really great or won't be the next greatest thing, but you are getting them in what I'll call a guinea pig year. That's the same thing with venues. Sometimes the same thing with caterers is that they're just a growing company. Limited so, experience. Exactly. So there is something about established. And again, you get what you paid for. So if an established company has a little bit of a higher rate or you're willing to be that guinea pig and go on this journey with them. And it sometimes it works out perfectly. You were the first person to get married at XYZ venue. Awesome. But you're going to pay XYZ pricing for the risk and gamble that maybe it wouldn't go so great. Or they're not as well as established to add all these cool elements like leftover decor from couples that help embellish your day. I think it's important if you're getting, if you do, if you're going to be the guinea pig, Try to get the guinea pig price. I think that's the key, right? Don't don't uh, you fall in love with a beautiful place because it's brand new and oh the price is they so much, no but then they have runs. no idea how to run it. So yes, get, if I you're gonna be the guinea pig, get that guinea pig pricing. Because we're all well, chuckling yeah. because you... we've all worked those first events and yeah, that's it, why. there's yeah. oh my goodness, there's roadblocks all over that just are you don't experience unless it's the first time that they've had a, an yeah. event coming through. So yeah, and <laughs> not knocking a new venue that's built, oh not at all. But, no. but I will say it's always it's kind exciting. of exciting when it's like well it looks like construction wasn't finished yeah. on our parking lot and we have nowhere to park the cars today. <laughs> Sorry, it's or, in the view of the yeah. photography. Yeah. 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 Or just being a you know a professional yeah. as far as audio in a ceremony and working with officiants that are friends have no idea you know how that works and you are literally sitting there giving them a lesson on how the traditional event should go what your cue should be you know that's a lot of extra what a time. microphone is what a microphone <laughs> is how to use it properly yeah yeah well that's kind of what i love about our group though the twin cities wedding and event professionals is that the vendors get to know each other and they help each other so like mm-hmm. if they get into that experience you will find most often professional vendors are going to work together to make the day as best as it can be um so that part of it i am so thankful for because no matter what where you are if it's the first time this venue's had an event or it's our hundredth event and they're pros at it all the vendors I, in my experience, it's just like we just pick it all up, try to make that event the best it can be for that person's day. So, And Liz, we were talking a little bit about food before we actually started the podcast <laughs> and that expense, which is wild because you were just saying that uh, the difference in the kinds of, of food are kind of evening out as far as expense because i mean i just got married about three weeks ago Mm -hmm. and we had our tasting probably two and a half months ago Mm -hmm. um and we decided you know like chicken is maybe twenty 
$23, a plate. Um, beef was $37 a plate. Or we could do beef At and chicken for recording. $40. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. I mean, yeah. I mean, but I mean, that's the rough average of kind of what it was. But you said you're seeing that like chicken and beef are starting to even out, you know? Yeah. It's interesting to experience this in, in a way where if we think about what's going to be in the future and what we're going to experience in that way, um, I can't say that these prices that you're experiencing are going to be really high. And I can't say that chicken's always going to maybe be the same price as beef because it is right now. There was a whole, what, what was it? Some sort of chicken flu, something? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. A lot of Avian chickens flu. had to go. More yeah. of the perfect storm. Yeah, yeah that more of that. Yeah. Exactly. There was a, a bad crop on Glenn coffee. Taylor. Like if you're paying more for your coffee, there was a bad crop on it. It's not because of the pandemic. So there's certain things where it's like, it's just because of the season mm-hmm. and that happens. And that would have mm-hmm. happened outside of a supply chain or pandemic. But um, I'm not going to say that catering prices are always going to stay this high and keep on increasing. But what I will say is that this time is unique because you might show up to your wedding day and tried Brussels sprouts that you're tasting and Brussels sprouts are not on your plate. That could happen. And it's something where you, hopefully your caterer is being honest with you about it, but supply chain is supply chain and they're going to do what they can to make sure that that happens. And usually people who have a robust supply chain um, and a bigger portfolio as far as a caterer can get those supplies, but not to get too much in the weeds, but it is a very unique time for catering. And I think as a client, you need to be ready for it. It's not exactly what you tasted two and a half months before <laughs> your wedding. Get ready to tread water a little bit. Yeah. If I may actually piggyback on that, uh, fun fact for anybody here or anyone listening, I have a background. I used to work in a flower shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, even more recently, I, I helped one of the vendors, Tammy with Studio B Floral, do a wedding. This was, this was a year ago now. But uh, one thing that I really learned when I was working in the flower shop was the supply chain. And here's a pro tip. If you want to like get the most amazing flowers ever and you have a florist that you trust, let the florist pick everything. Mm -hmm. Just give them a little bit of a guide, tell them kind of your vibe. And let them don't run say it. I have don't, to have don't peonies say in, I must in have September. peonies in September. Yep. Yes, and I always left the shop like in awe of the creations that the florist would make mm-hmm. when she had free reign. Mm-hmm. And that supply chain thing was insane because, like, I remember there was a wedding and the the bride was like, "I must have sunflowers," mm-hmm. and it was December. Yes. And it's like, yep, those are growing somewhere. Yeah. Those are growing somewhere in the world. Somewhere. Yep, yep. How about just the one sunflower and it will help you with the rest? Because, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If you mm-hmm. could be creative. And, and that's that thing that I think, Paul, just the message across the board we want to say is trust your vendors. Mm-hmm. Really just give them that vision and trust them to do what they do best and to say, hey, this is my budget. I can't even tell you how many times I loved an email that said, hi, my name is so-and-so and it gave me all the details. And at the end of it, it says, my budget's this. Is that doable? Now, I did get the emails that were quite laughable. Yes, I, I literally <laughs> chuckled when I was just like, right. You cannot take, and I will reference McDonald's again, you cannot take 200 people to McDonald's for that price, but you think you can come here and have that meal. So use your best judgment, but uh, I did appreciate a budget. I think we all probably do when people are upfront about their costs. Well, and I think it is just saying it again. When you go to the vendors, they are professionals. They've been doing these events over and over and over again. They can see where they can, if you give them a little bit of that freedom, like you talked about, Paul, and then just asking them, giving them, it's like, give me your, this is what I want to spend, but tell me how you can make this beautiful for me and what are my options? And, you know, I think gone are the days where we would go to Pinterest and be like, oh my goodness, these elaborate things, I want this. And it's like, 
the price tag on that is going to be, you know, that education piece of like, this is what the price tag is for. <laughs> that wasn't from a real wedding. <laughs> yes. And that was yeah. a stage. Oh my gosh. So many times. Well, I'd be like, that was kind of similar, but way different. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, that was a, yeah, uh, that was not even a wedding day. And that's the picture you're seeing. So, um, yes, yeah. we can do those things, but we got to talk about them beforehand. So yeah, Pinterest and I, we love hate relationship, but I don't see us doing that much as where they're coming in with the Pinterest pictures. And I think saying, it's this hard for clients to not realize what a style shoot is, you know, or yes. when they're style shoots. I think in the industry, we can see it. We're know, so good at doing style shoot. shoots. That's yeah, why. we're so good at it, you know. Yeah, and I guess to go back to 101, what we're talking about with a styled shoot for the new audience that's listening is that those pictures that you look at that look perfectly set and it's like, oh, somebody's wedding was so gorgeous. That wasn't somebody's wedding. That was vendors showcasing the best that they can do and how they do it and working together. And there was not an actual wedding taking place meaning there wasn't 200 guests trampling over vines that were on your floor multiple types um, multiple types you know there's just all yeah. those types of things where you see that it looks beautiful we had models yeah yeah yep. and so Dressed up. wait you mean they you mean they actually took a 12 hour day of photographing just that couple that's all they did? Yeah. What? <laughs> no. No. No, like one hour. Everybody did a lot of work for yes. one hour. Everybody yeah. does work all day and then they shoot for about an hour. Yeah. Yes. yes. But yeah. really what that does to you is that could just sit as a template, but don't think that that's the exact vision or how it could go. And then Inspiration. That's, Exactly. Inspiration, because what that's going to do is it's going to add your numbers up. So as we talk about saving budget, the more and more of those wedding style shoots that you look at, your expectations get set higher. And let me tell you this, your guests won't notice. Your guests won't. I'm so sorry to tell you this. If it's a small thing, guests won't notice it, so you shouldn't care either. It it just is. It's, certain things are nice and they add nice touches, but at the end of the day, what do they remember? Liz, what do you think is going to happen in the future? <laughs> Well, I mean, do you, do you, do you think that, uh, do you think prices will calm down? Do you think prices will go down over time? Do you think, you know, maybe they'll stay the same and there'll be a, a smaller rate of increase or, I mean, I don't. It's hard to say that what you're paying right now for food is ever going to go back. Right. I, I haven't seen a decrease in food per se in menu catering. Like once it's increased, yeah, once it's increased, I do feel like it's saying, now this is a whole, it's unprecedented, I will tell you. So then maybe there will be a little bit of that. The thing that I can definitely say is not going down, and this is where you guys are experts, is labor. Yeah. I don't think that's going down. Labor is tough to find and it's expensive to pay and that's going to keep going. So, well, hopefully uh, this information has been very helpful to our listeners. Um, There's some really great tips in there and I think we should do a couple of more segments. There's some other ideas that... They really could. We get so, the nitty gritties. Yeah. 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 So hopefully this is helping uh, those those couples getting married here in the near future and, and next summer and this summer even. I uh, want to thank Michelle. want to thank, uh, thank Elizabeth as well. Uh, our producers, Paul and Michael Jr. Uh, this has been awesome. If you like this episode, make sure you please go and subscribe right now. Uh, you can also log into uh, tcwp.com for additional information. Mm-hmm. I am Matthew Sherry signing off. Quoting pink, money, it's a guess. Pink Floyd. <laughs> That's okay. I didn't know what yellow was. <laughs> I'm the did you DJ really screw up a Pink Floyd quote? I did, because I read it. Wow. But I sang the song. Like, I gave the same cadence. Anything the on the telephone. Money, it's a guess. <laughs> no, I, I, but my first day. Right.